thanks to the guys from Circle of Heat there for giving us some music. Here we go. This is episode 45 of No Laugh Track, the podcast here, Acme's official podcast. My name is Justin Severson, and I'm here with my special guest, Mike Lucas. Yes, but I, that's not my stage name. That's how, my actual name. Is that your actual name as well? Severson. That's a, that's we're going to change it to from Smith to Severson. Yeah, well, it's really Ryan, but that was, uh, <laughs> people couldn't pronounce that. Yeah, so so you added a couple of vowels and <laughs> consonants, and there you go. That's right. And, and Minnesota people all of a sudden went, "Oh, that guy." Sure. Oh, we know a Severson. Yeah, oh, oh they're good people. Good oh, people. Grew up next to a Severson. Is that the same? <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're good, good people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I was actually on the speaking of names. I was on the way over here. I was like Mike Lucas, Lucas, the movie Lucas. I'm gonna no. I'm not gonna ask questions about the movie Lucas. That's ridiculous. Do you know that movie though? The, I know the movie, but just simply from being teased as a child. Uh, uh, I know it's uh, the is it the Notre Dame kid, right? That uh, no, no, that's Rudy. Oh, that's Rudy. Maybe but close. Thinking. It's a football movie. It is a football movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I know Luke. Uh, was he was he a gimp or some kind of a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of a couldn't couldn't play uh, football normally. Uh, yeah, they, he he was the uh, he was gave the, him a shot. The squirt, basically, the little guy. The little guy. It was Corey Haim. Was rest, it Corey Haim? Rest in peace, Corey Haim. Co- rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't think I've I've seen that one. Charlie Sheen was in it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is very just, young, eighties. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember the the, the people just you know uh, asking me, hey, Lucas, like me, like. But I think most people spell Lucas L U C A S. Yeah, well, like, in that like, movie, it's C. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And George Lucas, the the um, your uncle. He, he's a yeah. People make that joke, and, and I'm like, if if he was my uncle, I, we would not be talking right now. No, you know, no. <laughs> I'd be dressed up in uh, some kind of a millionaire suit, <laughs> made of thousand dollar bills, but <laughs> made uh, of Wookie. Pelts, <laughs> Wookie pelts. Well, I've got those, but that's a whole different. Uh, that's a, a private collection that I don't talk about. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, the it's spelled with a K, L U K A S. Right. And the, the funny thing is, is uh, when I first uh, got a website, I had MikeLucas.com with a K, and okay. and, I, and I would tell people that you know, like at the end of my show, I'd say, you know, hey, just so you know. You know, come to my website, check out some you know vids and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, people would spell it with a C. And Mike Lucas with a C dot com uh, was an Eastern European gay porno star who no. had a shaved head. No, and I, I, it was like the most weird coincidence ever. <laughs> And so people automatically spell my name with a C, and then they they go to my website, and then I, I come back like you know in eight months or whatever to the club, and someone will come up inevitably and go like you know hey I, I like I like that trick you play with yeah, the yeah. website. I'm like what are you talking about? Gay porn, Eastern <laughs> European guy. That's funny. I like I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I finally looked it up, and I was like oh my gosh, the guy kind of like if, you know, not that all bald guys look alike, but you know we right. we do have a resemblance from the uh, eyebrows up. Sure. And. Uh, <laughs> And this guy, you know, he was, he was you know, just a, a, a typical looking bald guy. And, and uh, basically I am too. And everyone thought I was doing it on purpose. I'm like, why? What? Like, what would that serve in, in my career to just throw all, you know, the heavy weight of Mike Lucas with a K over right. to Mike Lucas with a C, yeah. you know? And, and I'm sure he's probably got, getting questions from like, you know, we love the show you did the other night down at Acme. Right, right. You know, he's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I, I did nobody at Acme. I, I, I fucked no one there. That's not 
not that's not fair. I don't know who this man I've is. I've never fucked in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so for the longest time, I, I had no idea that was happening. And then finally someone brought it up, and I, and I went and I did the search, and I was like, oh, i got to change this. So right now it's a tallbaldcomic.com. Yeah. It's a, yeah, and, and it's down. I was just going to say, I think you need to re-up the... Uh... Well, I, you know what? I did. And and uh, with my email, people were like going, uh, we can't get get through your email. And so I went on, you know, it's uh, the, the, I don't know if I can say GoDaddy. Sure. Uh, uh, but but that's where I do my, my uh, website stuff. And I, I put the money down. I did everything. And they all they did was redid my, my uh, web. I mean, my uh, they redid my uh, my address. My uh, uh, what, what do the kids call it? Your uh, email domain? address? Your email, your email address? address? Okay. That's, what that's what they call it. <laughs> I've heard of those. Yeah. And uh, that's about as far as the te- long technology I've gotten. <laughs> the, the email address. I'm not sure how to spell it, but... But uh, they 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 gave me like uh, I don't know a thousand mega whatever's uh, extra on that, but they didn't renew my my website. Oh. And I, like the whole purpose of it was to renew my re- website, and yeah. I had no. I just figured it was done, and yeah. then someone called and like like you know your website's down. I'm yeah. Like, oh, it's probably just GoDaddy for. And then they go, no, it's down. It's... Yeah, I just I noticed that this morning. Like, yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> good what, thing there's what, other places to search for your name. Yeah. Yeah. You could go to Rooftop Comedy. You could go uh, to YouTube and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. and, and see some a lot of my uh, older bits. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm, try- I'm actually now working on a new CD for. Uh, um, I'm trying to make a, a clean CD, so it's taken me forever. Why do a clean one? Uh, so I can fucking sell it on these ships. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's get to that. I want to let's let's uh, let's first go back here. Let's, since we're here at Acme, let's talk about your history here at Acme. Uh, actually, uh, a comic named Tim Slagle, who's very—he's uh, been here for uh, 20 years. Um, uh, according to Josh, the manager who uh, retired uh, last night, uh, yes, apparently Josh. Tim, Tim lives in the basement here uh, <laughs> of Lewis's uh, Canyon, uh, or, or I guess it's his dungeon. But anyways, uh, uh, Tim—we were uh, friends in Chicago. Oh, okay. um, uh, Back in the 90s, and to get into Acme is really hard. As a comic, you know, they, you know, there's everyone wants to play Acme. Yep. It's just, it's like one of the A rooms of the of the road, yep. and uh, Tim actually got me in to Acme by suggesting me to Lewis, and I came in and middled for somebody, and then, and then I remember I think one time, and I'm, I'm not sure about this, but I, I'm pretty sure I think Frank Caliendo middled for me at one point. Oh yeah, uh, that's how long ago, like you know, this was, and, <laughs> and you know, if you ever try to follow Frank Caliendo and his voices, it's not easy. <laughs> you get up there and they're like, I thought the show was done. <laughs> no, it is. Time for some Eastern European gay uh, porno sex, <laughs> Mike Lucas. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm very tall and bald. Did you notice? <laughs> nope, it's closed down. That's right. What time do we, do we bring the bed out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's right behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was very lucky to get in at, at this club, uh, and then uh, I've been working here ever since. And um, uh, and then actually, I opened for Frank in Minneapolis when he did a theater here a couple years ago. Oh, and, okay. And, and it was really a kind of fun turnaround where I was like, you know, now you got to follow me. How do you yeah. like it? He was yeah. like, mm, it's pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do uh, uh, the Seinfeld episode on steroids at the end or whatever that. You That's know, right, or the Scooby Doo or something. Was, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's got all sorts of stuff. And in fact, now uh, we're, we've been friends long enough where I, like I, I actually go on the road and open with him at, at some of the other clubs. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Is so. he back to doing? Clubs? He's back to doing clubs now. Uh, he's on um, ESPN uh, doing the football stuff there, and uh, he he said actually doing theaters is a lot tougher. I didn't realize uh, how expensive it was to rent a theater and get all the security and all the 
the insurance and all that kind of stuff. So if you don't sell out, you actually end up losing money doing <laughs> those theaters. So he just eventually got to the point where he was like, it's it's more lucrative to do the clubs. Yeah, that can't be worth it. So uh, so there's a big, I guess, a very unique thing that's going on this week. Oh, the crash and burn show. Yeah, I mean, it's not just you. You're the one. You're the guest. Yeah, I'm one of the. I'm one of the four that are doing it. But uh, all four comics are just really fantastic. Um, I hadn't. I've seen obviously Tim Slagle, who's on the show. I've seen him before. Yep. But uh, the other two comics, I have not uh, ever worked with. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Tim and Emily. I, I just, I, they're, they were just really like the show last night. And if you don't know what crash and burn is, uh, it's a. Um, it's a show where headliners who very rarely get to do new material in their act because right now you can't afford to put in new material, a lot of new material in your show because you want to get hired back. And if it sucks and in the crowd, you know, goes, yeah. you know, the owner's like, well, you know, this guy's, you know, he's just trying new material on my stage. Forget yeah. it, you know. Uh-huh. So we never get a chance to do that. So uh, Tim Slagle had the idea to put, to, you know, four headliners together doing 20 minutes a piece of new. And no one ever does 20 minutes of new material. Like, no you an open mic, you do five. And, 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 and that makes, you're nervous and you know you're, yeah. you're you know uh the pre-show shitters and and and, and you know i mean shutters and uh <laughs> I, I, get, I know about I the pre-show both. shitters i get as well. both i get both <laughs> i take medication for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i uh I, I do i have other means of getting rid of it but uh <laughs> but but i mean last night was incredible it was the first time in a long time uh, that I got completely nervous before a show. Really? Yeah, because I, I just typed out all this stuff. I, I've I've got a six month old baby boy, and I've got a uh, a three Congrats. and a half year old daughter. Thank you. And uh, I I didn't do much. I, uh, <laughs> I originally in the you know the nine months beforehand, it was about all I took part in. And then sure. after that, I just listened to the stuff my wife would say, uh, reading out of books. Yeah. You know, which all obviously to if anyone's married knows it sounds like mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. to the male ear, mm-hmm. and you're like oh. Good point. Yeah, that's, we'll definitely use that one. Oh yeah, I got it. Yep, no problem. Technique, I got great it. Great technique. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, she she caught strep throat uh, about five days ago. Okay, and uh, so I had to take. You know, I was home from you know, just for the five days before this show, for coming from a gig. You know, last week or week and a half ago, and so I had to be the guy in charge of the kids, and I was like. I can't wait to get to Minneapolis. <laughs> this is the hardest thing ever. I'd rather do 20 minutes of new material in front of a strange crowd than to take care of my own children. I mean, how sad is that? Oh, it's, no. That's how difficult it is. It's it's, it's, it's like unbelievable, uh, unbelievably hard for. I, I can't imagine how moms do it. No, no, they're uh... especially single moms or single dads. Like that's it's. It's it's incredible. I mm-hmm. mean, you got a six month old that's you know just not finally start like like stopping eat just the breast milk and and doing the food where you mix a little uh, that rice in there and then you and then you try to oh, yeah. stab that spoon inside the mouth. I've been there. Yeah, have you yeah. done? Yeah, so yeah you I know. two kids. Yeah, yeah, and so and then and then the three and a half old is just like you pretend that I'm an elephant and that you're the zookeeper. And then you'll say, okay, whoa, look, I'm the zookeeper, and uh, there's an elephant. No, no, it's a baby elephant. You pretend like I'm a baby <laughs> elephant. Okay, well, look, hey, there's a zookeeper, there's a baby elephant. No, 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 it's not a baby elephant. I'm, I'm a seal now. And you're like, you, what, what are you? What are you? Just, let's, I'll, I'll role play, but you're improvising. Sucks. You know, and you can't say that to a three-and-a-half-year-old. No. They, don't, they don't know about yes and no. just yet. They, all they know is what's going on in their minds. Like, just write the script, and I'll read it. All right, how about that? That's how I'm going to do Crash and Burn. Yeah, all if you right. can't write it out, forget it. <laughs> exactly. When you learn how to type, we'll, we'll improvise together. I remember scolding my dad when I was a kid. I was a big Star Wars fan, and I had you know, all the action figures. I remember 
scolding my dad because I, you know, I always ended up, uh, you know, a lot of times playing, you know, with the, the toys by myself. And one night, my dad was, you know, going to be the the cool dad and come play Star <laughs> Wars with me. I, I'll never forget this uh, scolding him because he had the figure walk how I didn't want him to walk. When I did it, I just bounced him up and down, and right. he tried to move the legs, and I was like, no, you don't do that. That's Idiot. Not, that's, that's not how you do it. Haven't you seen the movie? He bounces in my head. In my head. Because I haven't seen the movie yet, but the point is, <laughs> right. this is how I move him. I probably hadn't. Uh, it's amazing. With kids, like, like you, the... the, the like you can't say anything to them without them thinking it's like happening right now. Like, like they have no concept of time or the passage of time or, oh, no. you know, like I've made the mistake of saying stuff like, you know, Hey, uh, you know, uh, maybe next week we can go to Chuck E. Cheese. Mom, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese tonight. And you're like, no, I, that's not what I said. That's not what I, oh, yeah. why would you tell her we're going yeah. to Chuck E. Cheese tonight? We're not, we, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't, I swear. And then I'll, you know, of course we're at Chuck E. Cheese that night. <laughs> oh yeah. Otherwise the, the big breakdown. Oh, they'll, yeah. Mine, uh, I, I'm, I uh, I was married no longer, so I'm sort of like the single dad now. So oh. I I can relate to both of the, those scenarios. Of, and how old are your kids? Uh, four and six. Okay, two uh, girls, four and six. Four. Oh, that, you you got in about ten, twelve years. You're gonna have some fun, huh? Oh, My uh, uncle gave me a shirt that says uh, D A D D Dads Against Daughters Dating, and it's no just a target. Kidding. Uh, you know, like a, from a scope, you know, like from a rifle. Right, right. And then it just says, you know, uh, bring her back by 11. Do you feel lucky or something like that? <laughs> and I, and I thought, I, I've, I've worn that uh, flying. And, I, and then I just thought to myself, this might not be the best shirt to wear <laughs> while you're flying. You know, people might not get that. You know, it's, uh, turn that inside out next time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, they do remember everything, though. It's like, uh, you know, maybe this weekend when you're over, we'll go to a movie. Yeah, you're yeah. you're going to you can't we're not going to a go movie to a movie today. Then. You know, yeah. and especially when they're that young, when you know, like the three and a half year old, like, she, like I think maybe four and six, they start to get the idea that oh, like just because you say Christmas, this doesn't mean today is Christmas. <laughs> it means that there's going to be a Christmas this year. You know, but uh, yeah, th- that three and a half year old, it's just like whatever you say you just have to you know and, and you constantly have to st- like stop yourself so you sound like an idiot in front of your kid you're like good is we can go uh, uh, you want to play blocks now <laughs> you know and then, so then you know that i can handle my uh, my young my younger daughter her birthday's later this month and we uh, in my mind, like according to her, I've been prepping for it for like six months now because it's like <laughs> she my, don't know, Daddy. Yeah, my 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 birthday's coming up. My birthday's coming up soon. Like it's December, honey. Yeah, it's not coming up soon. We <laughs> yeah. still have Christmas. My birthday's coming up soon. Right after Christmas. Yeah, they don't even know that. Right yeah. after. No, we have. Yeah, no, no right after. What does does Christmas mean? mean my birthday? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Someone else's birthday. <laughs> yeah, someone else's birthday. <laughs> Did you do? Uh, were you home or were you around for Easter with the four year or the three and a half year old? You know, that? I actually, uh, I work. I, we have to pick and choose our holidays. My wife's a stay at home mom right now, so uh, she, she and I uh, are both performers, and she, did, you know, we decided that it would be best if. She she was the one that would stay at home, and I was the one that would go and uh, and uh, make the, make the money. Okay, uh, because like just simply because of the last five days, I, I you know because there's times I've gone home and I, and I've been like you know hey uh, you know anytime you want to switch and you want to go out and make the money, I'll stay home. And then after about a day, I'm just like hey, I'm so sorry I said that. <laughs> you know this is you, you do a great job. It's hard. You know so Easter we skip, but 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 my wife is great about uh, we do like the Lucas Easter, and so we'll you know five days after Easter or five days before Easter when I'm home, we'll pretend like that's Easter or sure. that's Halloween or yeah, that's yeah. whatever, and then we'll hide the eggs or you know have her trick or treat like over and over in front of our door. You know she's like she's coming up to a new house each time. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> that's when you're a stoner and you have kids. It's it's possible to do that. <laughs> they don't know any different. Neither do I. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, we're actually Buddhist, so we don't really we oh, don't really, really celebrate uh, Easter. But but uh, I don't I don't know that uh, a bunny with chocolate, uh, you know, made of chocolate is is, is necessarily religious oriented. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure. Not if you ask the Cadbury uh, bunny. No. <laughs> he's he's like very religious, very religious. <laughs> but but my daughter ate. Uh, uh, my my wife was like, it's Easter. Just I'll just let her eat. You know, the, her whole chocolate bunny, and and she did. She ate the whole like you know, and uh, just just was crazy for like you know how it goes 20 minutes and oh, it yeah. just crashed it yeah. just was like no matter what you said you know all right i'm gonna let you lay here no no i don't want to lay here all right well then i'll stay here with you leave leave oh, no. leave. okay i'll leave don't go don't go <laughs> i'm like oh my god this is three and a half and she's already just you know melodramatic about you totally know, the it's, chocolate thing they're like, only you know, gonna get worse created a monster instead of chocolate it'll be boys yeah well i'd <laughs> rather be heroin if, if, if that's uh, if i had my choice you know Heroin, you can at least, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you can't catch diseases from heroin. Oh, wait. Yes, you can. All right. Never mind. I always said the only time I'm going to do heroin is, is uh, when I'm like 85 years old and I'm just, you know, shitting myself. You know, like if I, my team wins, I sh- shit on the couch. And, you know, it just, right. it just becomes, like, you know, way too much uh, overhead, so to speak. <laughs> you know, and we've, we're done flipping couch covers and, and you right. know, we're, you know it, we've run out. Right. I always say that that's when, that's when I'm going to overdose on heroin. But the key to that, though, you know, is you've got to score when you're like in your 50s or 60s and then just put it aside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because no, 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 who the hell's going to sell an 80-year-old guy heroin? Heroin, you know, you cop, you know, I'm not a cop, I swear. You, but you, I, if you were choosing pot, you may be able to get it from like the Jamaican that works at the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Santo, I need some help over here. Oh, I need double help. Double help. <laughs> But I figure that way if I'm like, you know, you know, just passed out in a park somewhere with, you know, tr- you know, tread marks on my arms and, you know, people are like, you know, you know, who's that, who's that old guy with poop all over himself? And like, no, he's, he's a heroin addict, man. Rock on, old <laughs> yeah. dude. Rock on. You're, you're our hero. Keep the dream alive. Keep the dream alive. I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to kill it. I'm trying to kill it. <laughs> the dream is dead. <laughs> and so are my 34 <laughs> Levi's. <laughs> Yes. I, I'm assuming I'm going to wear a 34 by that point, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that optimistic? Or? Uh, it's about two sizes smaller than what I wear now. Yeah, yeah, so sure. I'm, Shrink, I'm assuming I'll lose a little bit of weight. Shrink you know? a little. That's optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should get back to the uh, crash and burn thing. So the people, uh, so it's you and Tim Slagle. Right. Emily Galati. Yep. And, uh, and Tim Harmston. Yeah, and uh, all headliners, and which is great because we never get to work together. Usually, you know, we're working at clubs, different clubs, uh, and, yeah. you know, with, with middles and uh, opener act. And uh, our, the whole goal is to just come up with 20 brand new minutes. And we, we, you know, drew straws to see who was going to be first, who was going to be second on each night. So each night, it's a different mix. Is it already, do, do you already know every night? Yeah, we already know every night. Okay. And uh, last night, I went first right after Tim Slagle. And I, I swear, I, like, I forgot how nervous you can get doing stand-up because I've been doing it since, I think, I mean, I've been doing open mic since, like, 1989. And I wow. think I started in 91, like, actually touring. Yeah. So what's that, uh, like, 12, 22 years? Yeah. Like 12 years, 22 years. Ah. <laughs> uh, and, and so, like, you know, I never, I get excited and I'm, I'm nervous that I, I want it to go well. But I'm not nervous like I was last night. We're like, oh, my God, this is going to suck and I'm going to be, I'm going to look bad. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because, you know, with, with your tried and true material, you, you know, you usually don't look bad. You just might not be, have the best night or whatever. Sure. 
And it actually ended up being really, really great. And the other uh, three comics uh, and myself had had really great sets. And and part of that is because they really prepped the audience and said, "Look, this is what we're trying to do here. This is why we're doing it." Yeah. And uh, but it was the first time in a long time that I was actually like standing behind stage, just kind of scared. You know, like like you know, like like it felt like a, like a TV spot where you're like going, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to be on, and I don't know what I'm doing." And wow. And, yeah. And I, I you know I had my notes up on stage, and, and no one cared. I was great grading my own stuff ah. I was getting tags from the crowd you know oh that's it was, awesome yeah it was really it was really actually very fun and uh uh now that I've done it I you know I, I obviously I, I'm not going to be the same kind of scared right you know right but you never know night to night because because tonight I mean last night it was packed and it was it was a great crowd I mean, tonight it could be 30 people who you know who could care that you know Mike Lucas wants to try 20 new minutes and, and, <laughs> and all of a sudden that 20 minutes turns into five you know because yeah, yeah. you just suck it all out so fast because you're going okay 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 so I I think every night's going to be nerve wracking probably until you know the, the weekend. And then, so like, uh, so this twenty minutes is just going to change form throughout the week. What we're doing is we're like we try to workshop it together, and you know, watch each other, and then we try to help each other out with tags and like, kind of like I like that one bit. Have you tried this or this or this? And uh, we just got done doing that that you know uh, little workshop, and, and it's very helpful because you have other guys that have been in the business and another lady who's been in the business for quite a while, and so when they're looking at your act and helping you out, it's totally different than like say your mom. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I don't like when you swear in that first bit. That's the kind of workshopping sure. my mom and I do. You know, why are you so dirty? I can't bring my friends to see you. I'm like, I don't want you to bring my, my your friends to see me. Good, mom. it's working. It's working. It's fucking working, mom. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> you know, not you. I just mean in general. But uh, uh, it's uh, it's pretty neat to get advice and and tags and, and and you know from other comics because they're really funny people so yeah so, you know they, they see an angle that you didn't even consider and you're like oh yeah i didn't think about that and i'm proud to say all three of uh the guys here you're working with the people you're working with have been on the uh this podcast already yeah that's what i heard they said they, uh, they'd already done it yep. and uh, you had no interest in them so that's why i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> so i just <laughs> you know but uh you were the only one left mike. I, i'm the only one left mike mike lucas from uh, Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if I would have showed up today thinking, looking for him? That would have been awesome. That if, if you had had gone in there and just you know, dude, dude I thought you weren't clothes. What's that all about? You know, <laughs> I brought all my, my DVDs for you to sign. <laughs> <laughs> I've downloaded a bunch of your work. <laughs> Does your moves work for straight couples as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, very much so. It is very interesting to do it that way. With you know, to, only after marriage of five to. Six Six years when it gets boring. That's right. But it's funny that it, it's uh, uh, to not be able to rely on your tried and true material for a, for a, a comic is really uh, nerve wracking because your first instinct because we, we do try new material. It's not like we go out and you know I mean not every comic but most guys that are trying to and, and women who are trying to make it to a higher level try you know you you know you're writing and you're trying new stuff. But usually you, you sandwich it between two really good bits, right? And then you, you know you try to work the new one out, and if mm-hmm. that doesn't work, it's like you know, in case of emergency, break glass. Right? Hey, here's right. an old bit that works fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the crowd's back. <laughs> and in this one, there is no like you know you don't know what's going to work. Especially yeah. last night was the first night, so you, you have no idea any of this stuff. You know, like. 
But uh, uh, wow, so yeah, it's so it's a show again tonight, Thursday, and then two on Friday and Saturday. This yeah, is, wow. Yeah, Emily's not going to be there on Friday. She's oh. she's, uh, she's got another gig that she had already, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, signed up for. So, so. you guys are going to split her material? Yeah, we're just going to do her stuff, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, is awesome. So we're just going to really, uh, we're going to do it how we would do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're actually going to do it how we think she does it. We'll use her voice and everything. <laughs> and she's going to be like, I don't talk like that. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm hoping that by the end of this, um, uh, I'll have at least you know a good ten or fifteen minutes of of good solid you know stuff that I can add to my yeah, regular you can keep. show and uh, yeah I mean that's the whole point of it and uh, uh, it's so rare to have that much new stuff that it'll be like I mean you know that's that's uh, a third of a headliner act right there. yeah and uh, have you done something like this before no I I've, I've I've the only thing we've ever done um, way back in the Chicago times when I was living back in Chicago we did a show called Chicago Riffs. And we would have the audience uh, at the end of the show give us suggestions for material um, for the next week. And then we would all have to write material. Uh, mm. But it, would only, it was only like five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we would each write material, brand new material, about the, those three subjects. And uh, we had to do like at least like two or three jokes on each one. And that was, that was a challenge because like, you, know, you knew people were going to come back and they wanted to see like, you know, well, what's the result of my stewed pee suggestion? You know? <laughs> And uh, uh, I actually ended up getting a lot of good material out of that because it forces you to wear. Sometimes when you get to to the you know the the twenty year mark of of comedy, you, you, it's harder and harder to write new stuff because you know you, even though you know your voice really well, yeah, you've been through so many premises and so many ideas already, and and, and so much of your stuff works already that you can you can kind of get a little bit lazy, which yeah. which you know a lot of people are guilty of, including myself. And then when you have to do something like this, it's like almost like you know telling Arnold to try to bench like three fifty right now. You know, like, I can't do it. It's like I'm too old. You know, and and now it's kind of like the same thing for us. To, you know, get out there and do twenty. Well, and, that's why you had kids, right? Just for the material. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> thank God for kids. Yeah. And I'm an older. I, I started having kids uh, when I was forty five. So uh, and I'm you know forty eight now. So. Yeah. So a lot of my material now is about being an old dad, yeah. and, and you know, and and you know, like trying to keep up with these kids, uh, and it's a completely different uh, way to you know, like thing to write about. Because I, I, you know, I'm I'm just now experiencing it, and usually, they, well, who's I can't remember, uh, was it Lenny Bruce or George Carlin said, "Comedy is tragedy plus time." Yeah, Bill Cosby, one of the one of the classic guys, uh, uh, and and this is like this is like being a dad, you know, and, and trying to you know be on the road and come back and you know back and that is is tragic it is very tragic uh uh in in the funny sense but sure but the time hasn't passed by yet where it's funny to me yet you know like like it's right now it's just like you shit in your pants again i just changed that you know and it's it's not funny and it, you, you can't just get on stage my daughter keeps shitting her pants you know it's like you know which which she doesn't she she you know she shits her pull-ups but the the, the point is that, that they're they're you know that there's shit involved <laughs> and he's just getting he's just like i can't believe this you're three and a half years old you should know better no she shouldn't have you ever had the uh, experience i had once with uh with one of my daughters i don't even remember which one it was uh but uh had him down you know in the diaper days uh it was you know like an infant young very young uh had her down on like the changing table thing yeah butt facing me you know legs up in the air i'm i'm uh i'm uh spreading out the diaper ready to pull him back on and projectile shit on me (laughs) 
<laughs> I have not had that. I've just had the. Uh, young... I didn't even know it was possible. No, no. It, that's that's the whole thing. Is is you're not like. Kids are like like ninety year olds like like they they're like this this is probably a fart <laughs> <laughs> and then wham they're like no nah, that's wrong again yeah they Where, know that where's my smack that where's little... my smack I need my heroin <laughs> but they but but they, you know, it's, it almost feels like that it, but the other day I, I it's funny you should mention that because I you know like they always talk about the, the little boys and you know you take their diaper off oh and, the, and you, yeah, you know sure. you got to cover up because you know the, it's you know the sprinkler it's, it's a sprinkler system well it, for, for the first time since my six month old has been alive. He he did gave me the sprinkler yesterday uh, uh. Uh, before I before I uh, flew out here, and. It surprised the hell out of me. I mean, I had no idea. What, I thought the ceiling was leaking. I didn't know what was going on because I'm not wearing my glasses and 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 it, the room's kind of dim. And I'm just like, why am I soaking wet? And why is my baby soaking wet? Am I'm I like, crying? Am I crying? I'm just. Am I all of a sudden sensitive? No, uh, I've been pissed on by my son. And it's a really bizarre feeling to get pissed on by somebody that you've given everything to. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. like, I'm working to make sure that you have food and they piss on me. You know, you're Show in timeout. Da- no food. <laughs> you know. Show daddy some respect. Exactly. Six month old who can't <laughs> even say dad dad yet. No. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a shock. So I, I can't imagine when, when the uh, projectile I've heard of projectile vomiting, but never projectile shitting. Oh, you know? I'm not yeah. It, I didn't think it was possible. I either. shot out about a foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least. Yeah. And and, and then the, the the thing the kids don't realize is like you clean them up and they're like, Okay, it's all done. No, it's not done. Look at the room. Yeah. The room is covered in shit. Look or, at my whatever. sleeves. Look at the floor. <laughs> exactly. There's carpeting in here. Yeah. Do you not know there's carpeting? It's not Scotch Garden for God's sake. We weren't thinking ahead. We're renting. What are you doing? <laughs> The landlord. I, I, do you have three dogs? <laughs> well, we have one uh, daughter that uh, we, we gave her chili on accident. <laughs> yes. but, you know. Turns out she's allergic to everything. To everything. It's the truth. <laughs> now, I was uh, uh, I was asking before we got on here, and I, we can talk about it more now, that uh, about four, five, six years ago, you and I had a long, what uh, seemed like a long talk about uh, some stuff you were doing then. Like, uh, it was like, three minutes. It just when I, you talk to me, it just seems so oh, much longer. It, it was, was just really minutes. That's yeah. right. There was a Bob Seger song playing in the background. It was over, and we stopped. <laughs> it, it was so sad. The way I the, no, you were doing like an internet radio thing. Yeah, my, well, my wife and I we were in Los Angeles for a long time, and we were doing we were working for CBS uh, for the radio station. It was the same. It's the talk radio one that Howard Stern left a long time ago, and then um, uh, Adam Carolla took it over, and uh, and. FM talk was just you know all around the country, and then slowly each FM talk station you know in Chicago and New York you know they they had David Lee Roth trying to That's you know right. do, remember that yes and so all that shut down and basically the only ones left were uh, San Francisco and, and L A and so my wife had was already doing a show um, on uh, ninety seven point one was the station. And uh, they had her uh, doing from L- uh, L.A. a show in San Francisco, and she had to just sit there in a studio by herself uh, talking to people in San Francisco as if she's sitting in San Francisco. Right, and right. she was like, man, I'm just, I, it just is, just, this is boring. Yeah. So would you just come in and sit down and just sit there while I'm talking? Well, you know, if you know me, I, like, you know, I'm not just going to sit there while you're talking and not talk. Right. So eventually I started piping in, and, and then we kind of developed a, a, a you know, sort of a, a timing thing going on. And then we ended up creating this show called um, Cracking Up. And because we're in L.A., and I, I did Second City, uh, I, I toured with them, and I did the Las Vegas uh, show when, when it opened up. I was in, my, my roommate was uh, Jason Sudeikis. And oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. So uh, he's, he's doing pretty well. He's not doing this podcast, but he's doing pretty well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if he was at the door, you'd be like, Lucas, gone. Sudeikis, in. <laughs> 
but uh, but it just goes to show you, you know, like like you know, he's you know, we were just on the, on stage together, and all of a sudden I, I turn on the. the TV and there he is doing you know characters on SNL and I'm just like ah oh, well, there you go that's Second City for you wow and so I had access to all these amazing amazingly talented people you know, comics and, and improvisers and so I was like how you know I always like my I always like both uh, worlds I like doing stand up but I also love doing uh, improv so okay. I was like how can I combine those into a show you know uh, f- for this radio thing so we came up with this idea where we took all the weird news and we we uh, use those as like as if they were real serious news stories you know like you know woman gets arrested for saying fuck uh, when when she ran when they ran out of water during a hurricane you sure. know, or, you know guy abducting squirrels in in connecticut you know yep. just all those weird news stories yeah so we would bring a comic on and my wife led the show and i was kind of the sidekick you know smart ass and then the other comic was would, would be kind of mirroring me and then we would we would discuss the the the, the, the story as if like you know we're really concerned about whatever's going on here mm-hmm. And then we would have uh, our improvising friends come in, you know, two or three of them, uh, and we uh, we had them play the, as if we had enough money to fly them in from wherever oh, their no thing is, and they oh, would play great. the characters that were in the actual news story. Yeah. And so you know, it was like you know, like like for the the one where the where the woman uh, gives, shouts out the f bomb while while she, you know she they're, they're, you know God, fuck there's no more water you know a cop you know gay, uh, arrested her for that and so we had the cop on and the cop's boss <laughs> and you know and, and you know and the one one of the guys was uh, Rich Tellerico who's like written for Saturday Night Live and uh-huh. written for like you know all these great. Thing. And so, and these guys are like amazing improvisers. And so, the the one guy who's playing the cop was just like, you know, words are weapons. Words are weapons. And uh, you know, the, I said, like, you're in the middle of a hurricane. I was like, isn't doesn't that take precedence? The hurricane was two miles away. The uh, the, yeah. the f bomb was uh, two two aisles away. You tell me, what's more important? You know. And, and then the you know, Rich Salarico was his boss. Like, I completely concur. Uh, I back him up 100. Yeah. You know? percent and, and, and we it, it was kind of like uh, like a Phil Henry show. Yeah, that's what but, I was thinking. But, saying. But, but, but like having to balance like all. All the voices he had to balance in his head, mm-hmm. we had in the studio, and then we would have somebody call in, like you know, to get callers to start calling in and, and be like, well, you know, what 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 are you guys talking about? This is crazy. You can't arrest somebody. So we'd have somebody, uh, one of the improvisers, call into the show, Perfect. and then just like like throw in another spike into the into, right, the, right. into the mix and. I don't even know if that's a saying. <laughs> did, you, did you throw a spike into my mix? <laughs> no wonder my mom's cake sucked. <laughs> Mom, I'm bleeding again. So, so they would. So, so it was amazing. And and uh, and then FM talks just just disappeared. Like everybody from Adam Carolla all the way up to Tim Conway Jr. and and Heidi Frosty and Frank, everyone that was on that that uh, station, just we all we all just all of a sudden found ourselves out of work at okay. the end of the week. And uh, we tried. Uh, well, a week later, we found out that uh, we were having our, our, our little daughter. You know, um, and so it, it turns out you can't get pregnant while you're having your period. Uh, a and I also learned B uh, that I can have a period. I didn't know that. Hey, so <laughs> hey, that's one of my new jokes for the for the thing. I just I just I just felt like practicing it. Uh, don't tell them I did that on on on, on the air. <laughs> but uh, we found that out. Like, we we had a couple of gigs that we were doing that were you know supporting us in L.A. And and you know if you've ever been to L.A. you know that it, it it's really hard to you know to make it out there. So if you have if you've got projects going, that's you know it's it's a great city. If you don't have projects going, it's the loneliest lifestyle you can ever lead. You know. I imagine. Uh, and I, I just couldn't imagine raising a, a daughter in that. So we moved back to Cleveland, oh, okay. where I grew up, and uh, which you know, much to the uh, joy of my wife, uh, who's from Dallas. You know, so she, she, it's like, hey, you want to come where the uh, sports teams suck and it gets really cold? Yeah, hey, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's raise our kids around that attitude. <laughs> 
There's but, no oceans, just lakes. Just lakes. But we have red lobster, so I, I figure there's got to be lobster in there. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a water-based... Uh, it says fresh on the menu. It really it's fresh. is fresh. Freshly unfrozen. That's it. But, uh, uh, but we try to do it as a podcast, but without the interaction from the, you know, from the people who drive and going, what the, you know, what, how, how could you, what, who cares about pigeons being abducted? You know, without that interaction, it became almost like my wife and I doing sketches together, which, which was fun, but, you know, we got, we got a brand new baby and we're trying to, you know, do podcasts from our, from our office. And yeah. it just was, you know, it was really tough, um, to get that done. And after about, uh, about a half a year of that, we were like, I, I think we're done. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's bury this. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, I still think it's a great idea to do, but I just think that, uh, you need, you need that t- level of talent because it, it's just, it was amazingly fast. Which was what I loved about it. Yeah. Like, like from you know, you had to be looking at everybody and know when to shut up and when to talk. And when you talked, it had to be something you know worth saying. And yeah. then you had to shut up. And that's you know again very difficult when you're in a room full of six to eight people, each one with a microphone and each one playing a different character and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, to me, that was the, I thought it was you know we were gonna take that show to the top, and then all of a sudden we found out oh we're not doing it tomorrow. Okay, yeah. all right. Does it exist anywhere? I mean, do you have a copy of any of those shows? Uh, uh, On my website. Oh, they are? (laughs) Tallbaldcomic.com, which I will be (laughs) shortly putting back online. But uh, for a while, we had a, a cracking up web, a website, and, and we were just playing like the best of. And so I would take, you know, I would uh, edit out, uh, you know, some of the stuff from the, uh, the LA shows. Uh, we did it for like uh, almost three years, so it was it was a, you know, there was quite a bit of material. We recorded all of them, and and then I, I just got tired of, you know, it, like like most people, you know, when you know. It, Doing a podcast, you have to. It's, it's really tricky to find a way to make money doing podcasts. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that uh, <laughs> problem, but uh, uh, I'm sure that, you know that's why we were getting paid the big bucks here at, at Acme. Um, but uh, but uh, it got to the point where I was like, this is interrupting with my other work and trying to be a dad and trying to be a husband. And, and so it, we finally just said, you know, it's time to you know take the shovel out and bury this thing. Yeah. Now you mentioned I, you said something about uh, working. Are you doing how many cruise ships are you doing now these days? Well, you know. You know what? I, I, it's funny because uh, I would never admit this openly. You know that I do cruise ships, uh, like like maybe ten years ago, or, or even fi- like fifteen years ago. I think I did my first cruise ship um, uh, thing a, a bit uh, for Norwegian, and and that's an older crowd. And and I was like maybe three or four years into doing comedy. It was early nine. It was early nineties back then. Mm-hmm. Nirvana was still playing live, and <laughs> but uh, I don't even know if that's true. But uh, but uh, my my buddy Rich Papura was like, hey. Come on to the ships with me. It's a blast. They wanted me to do an hour, you know, and I had probably about forty-five minutes, you know, at the time, yeah. you know, which was, which you know, for someone in three, three or four years in, was, was still, yeah, pretty, you know, a lot. Oh and, yeah. And then you know, I'd work the crowd a little bit, and I, I could do an hour, sure. Well, these we were doing shows for like fifteen hundred people, and like like three hundred people were laughing, and that was not near as loud as. Uh, 1,200 people not laughing. Uh-oh. Like 1,200 like, old people just going, ugh, 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 and then shuffling out of the room. And, and yeah, you know, when old people leave a room, it, it makes a noise. You know, there's just, 
there's all you know whether it's a, a cart moving or a you oh, know no. a cane or a th- but folding chair folding chair oh, plus just, they have know. to go back because they probably forgot something yeah exactly. I mean you know I'll be right back you know, no you won't no you won't and by the third week I was like singing songs about Cozumel I was doing poems about Jamaica like what do you people want oh, no. I'll do anything oh, and, no. and, and uh, that's the only reason why they let me stay for the three weeks and I swore that I would never do a, uh, a cruise ship again in fact one of the reports uh, I remember uh, the, the guy who was in charge gave me a uh, uh, they, they, they don't give you the feedback reports from the crowd but he's like he goes this is the worst one I've ever gotten I, I figured you'd want to see it he was a buddy of mine and so you know, he was like I, I, knowing your sense of humor you'd want to see this and it was just, I remember I still remember a guy from Missouri named Edward R. Fee and he's like, I've been on a hundred. Let's say I've been on three hundred and twenty-seven cruises or something like that. And I was like, Gee, like that's like one every other week or something, you know. Like, and and he's like, I've seen some good entertainment, some not so good entertainment. The bald guy was the worst. And then he went on <laughs> to just like just berate everything, and he was like saying all these things that like I, I didn't I, had, I didn't swear once during anything. I needed this be filthy, you know, material. I, I think I talked to a, a priest, and and I, I grew up Catholic, so I, like I understand how to talk to a priest without offending anybody, yeah. and. And he was like hey, just disrespectful to the you know to a man, a man of the cloth and you know just, all this stuff was just written on there and I didn't even bother to try to talk to the cruise director to get more work and then cut to uh, like maybe two and a half years ago uh, um, Carnival Cruise Line is now doing their own comedy club in the back of their ships so the guy who helped start make that uh, make that happen um, uh, he he came up to me at hilarities and he was like hey do you want to try this cruise ship thing I was like no oh god no <laughs> Jamaica Jamaica everyone <laughs> loves Jamaica no. you know I mean you know balloon dicks on your head balloon dicks you know, <laughs> let's not... cut this short we're, who wants to play bingo <laughs> exactly hey now we're talking <laughs> best show in the whole cruise but but uh, I was like, I, I dude, I, I've done this before. It doesn't work. But he explained to me that you know, number one, Carnival's uh, cruise ships they have a much younger audience, so mm-hmm. kind of like uh, basically what we attract here at the comedy clubs, mm-hmm. and they separated it from the main room so that you you know you're not playing to either you know like fifteen hundred people uh, or in a fifteen hundred seat room with three hundred people, yeah. which is even worse. Oh, you know, yeah. there's no curtain in the back of that room that you can close <laughs> off to make it seem like it's sold out. Right. And it's turned out to be like really fantastic. It's a uh, it's like I mean, we have sold out shows on Mondays and Tuesdays, and and uh, you know we get paid great money, and and yeah. so I've been working those into my schedule. But we have to do five half hour sets to the same people, so three of them are rated R and two of them are rated PG. So you have to have uh, was that two and a half hours of of material just to just to you know do this job so so all the people that are doing the it's amazing who's doing the like like uh, 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 Dennis Regan Brian Regan's brothers uh, is on the Diane Ford's doing it like there's a, like a lot of people now who are very respectful comics um, or respectable comics um that are doing this gig because it is a, its own comedy club. So, wow. so, uh, so you're saying the people, some of these same people on these cruises go and see the, you more than, you know, if the, if the, if the, uh, cruise ships out for a week yeah. and you're working that whole week, five shows, these same people are going to more than one show. Yeah, they're coming back. Really? So, so and and the you know the rule is you're allowed to repeat your PG show because it's you know for kids and stuff, and it's you know f- for most comics it's very difficult to work under a PG scenario. Sure. For less than seven minutes. Yeah. Or more than seven minutes, and uh, uh, and you can repeat one of your R shows, but 
if you're doing well, the same people come back to see you. You know, like say that there's 3,000 people on, uh, or as they say, 3,000 souls on, on that ship. Uh, <laughs> with Carnival right now, you kind of have to talk that way. So, <laughs> you know, they've been having some difficulties. Obviously, you weren't on that one. Oh, I, I've been on that ship. I, I, like every one of those ships that something happened to, I've been on those ships. Like I performed on those ships, just not on the weeks where something happened. Uh, and uh, it, it's really interesting to hear what the comics had to say about, you know, you know. so what? what was it like shitting in a bag you know <laughs> well it was you know it wasn't bad until the you know the whole tip the whole uh ship tilted and then you know everything ended up on one side oh. and, you know it was it was apparently it was just amazingly disgusting and uh, uh thankfully that hasn't happened and i've got my sea legs now so i don't get sick you know but but it it it's uh it's really uh, an interesting gig uh you know i, I mean I, st- I still do clubs and, and corporate stuff because you know the only way you can keep saying is is by uh is by doing that um uh, you know, like you feel like you still feel like a real comic where you're doing it, but uh, right. the money is such that that right now uh, I can't afford not to do at least one or two cruise ships a, a month. You know, and the way they work it, you do a, the the back half of one cruise, you get a paycheck for that. Those people leave, and then new people come on, and then you do the front half of that cruise, yeah. and then like you fly out of you know Belize or somewhere, and which which by the way, uh, best type of uh, airports ever in you know in the Southern Caribbean. You oh, know, like, they're, they're like <laughs> they're like, they're like as big as this comedy club. Yeah. Come on Austin. in, yeah, and I. You know, uh, I think my flight leaves in five minutes. Relax, man. You'll make it. It'll be all right. You know, and, and everybody's just, you know, very laid back. It's a very different uh, flying experience wow, than, than it is here. Yeah. But I'm picking up tons of miles. I'm getting status on, on a lot of airlines. So uh, uh, there's, there's some plus sides. So you're bringing your family along on any of these? Or? I have. I actually brought um, my, my family. My, when, before we had my son, uh, my, my daughter was just getting old enough. She oh, was almost two. And uh, we brought, uh, I brought my wife and my daughter. Uh, they were supposed to have a, uh, a cabin upstairs, and I have a crew cabin uh, by myself. And um, but they, they ended up there was not enough um, open cabins upstairs, so it was my wife and me and my two year old, two and a half year old daughter in a, uh, a, a crew cabin, which are which it's, it's like it's like being in a jail cell that you can open. Okay, you know what I mean? Like you could literally touch both sides of the wall, right. you know. And uh, uh, the bathroom is not exactly private, you know. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know Johnny's got to go in the corner here, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, it was really funny that, that like my my daughter and I, I, I like we we, 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 we never I mean we're very creative with her but we never push her to do anything creative uh, like like doing like you know comedy or anything like that you know if she wants to draw she can draw if she was you know we we always very supportive but we never really done any bits with her or anything like that she's two and a half she can you know just barely speak. So the whole time, everyone else on the ship, uh, you know, they're there for eight months, nine months. You know, the the people who work there full time, mm-hmm. we just fly in and fly out. That's what you know. They hate us. You know, we get to go, go back and see our families and stuff. So when I brought my daughter on, you know, the people were so nice to her because they're like, you know, they have kids at home that they miss, and so oh, they treat yeah. these kids. Yeah. One lady made her a, a swan made out of uh, waffle cone and ice cream, and the whole time my little daughter was just covering her face up, like 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 you know when you sneeze, the elbow sneeze. Yeah, yeah. She had that going on with everyone we. Introduced her to, and I was like, "Wow, she's really, really shy." I didn't realize how shy she was. So I did my first PG show. My wife, uh, you know, like I said, she was a performer, so she knew I'm, I'm going to keep, you know, Gwendolyn is my daughter's name. I'm going to keep Gwen in the back here, just in case she freaks out. I'll be able to just take her right out. So they introduced me. Welcome, Mike Lucas. I get up on stage and I do like two bits, and all of a sudden I hear, "Daddy!" 
she comes running up, and this is in front of like 400 people. And I'm like, the whole time, you wouldn't even talk to one person, but if 400 people, she just runs straight up to me, and she grabs me by the leg. And I was like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is my daughter, Gwendolyn. And she had her little sippy cup with her. Yeah. And so uh, I said, well, daddy's got to go to work right now. My, my wife's looking at me like, you know, what do you want me to do? And uh, one woman yells out, it's a PG show, let her stay. You know, so I was like, well, apparently she's going to stay. So I said, but right now, daddy's got to go to work, so I need you to drink your NyQuil. And so she, I swear, without missing a beat, we had never gone over this before. We had never done this joke, not even once before. She takes a big sip out of her sippy cup, and she falls over. No way. No Just a huge, I mean, the, the, the biggest applause break I'd ever gotten at a PG show. And I was just like, oh, I love you. I love you so much. No. And then she laid there while I did like three or four more bits. And then she knew. And then all of a sudden, she gets up on all fours uh, in slow motion, like literally in slow motion. And I could slowly see, you know, when you're on stage and you're looking out and you can slowly see when, when everybody in the audience is looking at someone else mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, it, and it was her. And I looked down and she's on all fours with one leg sticking out straight, just straight out for no apparent reason. She's, she's never done that before, but she's just like sitting there like, 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 like a dog that's not peeing, but just like, like a dog that's doing yoga. And, and they applaud her. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't get applause over daddy. This is daddy's show. So I get down on all fours. Yeah. And then it's a very slow motion, do the, the leg out. And I was like, huh? Huh? Yeah. So I get the desperate guy applause, right, you know. Right. Like, all right, fella. And they go, okay, drink your NyQuil. She does it again. She drinks it and falls down. So I, I pretty much finished up my PG show. And I was like, you know, comedy always comes in threes. And, and I was like, oh, I wish she'd do one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, she had just been to the Texas State Fair. My wife's from Dallas and rode the carousel, I don't know, 300, 400 times with, with uh, my mother-in-law. Yeah. And so it just loves it, just, just loves it. So she sees the mic stand. So she gets up and she comes over to the mic stand and grabs it and starts moving like up and down like a carousel. And I was like, no, 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 no. Little girls do not dance on poles. <laughs> and I said, if anyone gives her a dollar, I will kick you in the teeth. Yes. Thank you very much. I'm like, this is my daughter Gwen. I gave her one of those fake bows, you know, like yeah, where yeah. You, you bend her by the, by the <laughs> you're holding her, but you bend her over. Right, and, right. And, You've been great. Good night. Best PG show I ever had. Wow. And, and never, never repeated it again. Never did it again. She remembers being up there, but, but she, you know, like she doesn't remember, like, I don't know where it came from it just it just happened i just so, did it daddy i don't know i know and i'm like well if you could keep doing that we could make a lot of money yes. and, and i was my wife i was like please tell me you recorded that you know she was like are you kidding me i was just waiting to drag her out of there you know oh, kicking yeah. and screaming i was yeah. like oh because there's no there's no videotaping in the room i thought for sure oh. if someone would have done it I, I was like at least i could have been a youtube sensation yeah that's right this is the one time did somebody sneak in a camera <laughs> yeah my 3.5 million uh views uh, of fame you know as you as, as everyone yeah, finds right. out you know right. then, then it's over with god yeah you can make that work okay uh gwendolyn you can never grow up yeah first of all you have to be small and, and uh like seemingly unable to do this <laughs> yes and now it would just seem like a total fix you know and like right. and, and the only reason why i did so well is because everyone could tell by the look on my face like we've never done this before and she is like dead on you know like she's got that timing so that is crazy yeah and then the rest of the, the rest of the trip i'd introduce her to people and she'd cover her face up again and it was just really funny that's awesome that is awesome i uh what was I going to ask you about here? Did I leave that sheet at home? <laughs> yeah, you got probably got about the other three people on the show, uh, uh, Crash and Burn. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no I, <laughs> so, Tim, uh, how long have you been? So, uh, you're from Wisconsin, correct? Yeah, no, um, no, I'm actually. 
Uh, oh yeah, we we're going to talk about uh, some of the late night shows you've done. Oh yeah, I, I, I well, the, my first, um, my first break I got um, uh, was a was a, a while ago in the '90s. Uh, they did a show on A and E uh, back when you know they had uh, it was a very serious network, you know, and, and it had like uh, what were the ones about the millionaire houses, you know. Uh, 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 Jefferson's uh, house was, was a work of art. Oh, okay, you know, sure. if, like biography wasn't it, that on A and E? Yeah, yeah, biography was on A and E, and this was like like something uh, like rich houses, or I, I can't remember what it was. But they they they, they have a, in Chicago. There's something called the Reader, and it's, I'm sure you have one in uh, uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, it's, City it's, Pages. Yeah, and here. it's like the freebie that you mm-hmm. get. Find out what bands are playing. Yep. Well, there was always an article in there called "The Straight Dope" by Cecil Adams, and and it was like you know why do people walk on uh, hot coals? You know how do you survive if you walk on uh, uh, quicksand? And just questions like that. And this mm-hmm. guy was a real smart ass, and he would answer the questions kind of like you idiot. This is what you do. You know, like uh, you know, obviously uh, you know you're an idiot, so I'll help you. You know, and and. Uh, a, a, a guy was just wanted to make this into a TV show, and he was looking around for a guy with long hair who smoked. He wanted that kind of guy, and then I came in there with you know no hair and I don't smoke, and I just I kind of blew away the audition. And he was like, "Yeah, you're the guy." So we toured the country and just answered all these questions. We did like uh, 13 episodes. And uh, and it was a really great show. It was it, it, for the first time uh, we had like a little guy peeking up from the bottom of the screen, and it was me. It was me making fun of myself as the host. Oh wow! And so it was like you know, can man live on bread alone? And the little guy on the bottom would like open up his mouth with you know special effects, and then just shove a big loaf of bread in my mouth. Right, and, right. You know, just like stuff like that. And then uh, 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 the the show was just kind of a real smart alecky show. The, the the set was really kind of cool and scientific, and. Um, it was. It was actually. It, it did really well. Uh, uh, but our following, our, our lead-in show was the one about the houses, and so anyone who was watching that show did not want to see what we were doing, yeah. and anyone that wanted to see what we were doing was not watching that show about the house. So it ended up being that we just, you know, this is like I think in '96 or '97 before all these these uh, reality shows right. came on. Right. I mean, it was like, and then five years later, it's, you know, MythBusters is on, uh, Dirtiest Jobs. It's like that's what we were doing. That's yeah. exactly what we were doing. And, uh-huh. and, now, and, and they're on A and E, and so A and E had us for one season, and uh, and then they were like, well, it's just not what we do. And then five years later, it's what they do. Yeah, you know. So we were way way ahead of our time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, but then after that, I got lucky. Uh, I, I say lucky because you know when you when you get TV spots, you know you have to be funny and you have to be in the right place at the right time, and 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 you know all that stuff has to kind of mix together. And um, I was still living in Chicago, and. Um, uh, Jay Leno had come in to do when he would travel and do shows in different cities, and yep. so uh, he brought he, he sent his head writers into Zany's where I was working, uh, and we did a showcase for them, and they beelined right to me and said, you know, we want to use you here, you know, in Chicago, and then I got bumped by uh, another Michael. Uh, perhaps you're familiar with Michael Jordan. Uh, he wanted to go on. Uh, he's, he used to play. Uh, it was either baseball or basketball. I can't remember. <laughs> but um, he, uh, but but he wanted to be on the show. So they said, "Hey, l- listen, uh, we'll fly you out to L.A. And, and and put you on the show." And which which is fortunate because when they did the show live in Chicago, it's in a theater w- w- with a bunch of drunken Chicago people. So I know it would have been like a disaster. Right, right. So I ended up flying out to Chicago and, and did the. Uh, I mean, f- from Chicago to, to LA, LA, and yeah. uh, you know, and promoted the Straight Dope show, and then and then uh, came back again and, and did the show again. Um, and and it was really bizarre because the first show I did, they put me in the middle of the show. And I did, I did like like almost ten minutes, and then the second time I did the show, I was at the very end, you know, like 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 when people are already like turning the channel, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did like five minutes, 
and uh, and I'd getting bumped. When, like, and getting bumped is there's no shame in getting bumped. It just means they ran out of time. Yeah. And so they you know they put you up. At, yeah. And they pe- put you up at, at a hotel, and then you go you just go on the next day. And so I gotten bumped, and uh, uh, you know, and I I, I did the sh- did the show went well, and then like a week later they ended up the guy who was booking strange acts like mine if you've seen my act it's it's you know i do i do a lot you know my improv and stand-up together and it's it's kind of like a lot of uh, craziness going on and then they said well we want people that are more like jay leno just doing monologues now and i was like huh i can't come back on oh no and so I, like no matter what tape i sent them they're like that's eh, not really what we're doing right now you know and, and it was just i finally gave up i was like I, I i get it i get it you know oh wow yeah and so uh uh but i mean jay leno couldn't have been nicer and couldn't have been uh uh you know you know felt really bad about the bump and you know and and you know gave me big bat you know you get these big baskets of stuff you know like you know the, my um a girlfriend at the time loved, you know, just chocolate and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, just, a you know, jean jacket with Leno's face on the back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd wear that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how big would that jean jacket have to be with his face on that back? <laughs> it's an extra, 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 extra large. It is. It's a jean jacket with tails. <laughs> <laughs> just for the jaw. But, uh... Uh, yeah, so so uh, and then uh, uh, I went I, I went to New York uh, for a while and um, and I just I had just done the Tonight Show like maybe three months before that and the guy's like well so it's been a while since you've done the show I'm like it was three months it's like this is New York man and they actually told me uh, we don't need another white guy here in New York you know like like we've got enough white guys right now we're kind of looking for like women and people of color and and people of, and I'm like are you seriously like telling me to my I mean I get if that's the thing reason why you're not working me but you're seriously telling like what if I'm recording you I mean yeah can, can I report that you yeah know, and like no you've had your time white guy is this still racism or is it anti I, I don't know what exactly yeah. I, I, like like you know I, being white used to be cool and now it's the, <laughs> now it sucks where's my white privilege yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I gave him some restoration money and uh, yeah. did some sets. No, but but uh, I, I found out that in, in New York they're like a lot like they like a really kind of you know edgy like kind of angry comedy. Sure. You know, um, for the most part, you know, uh, except for you know like the exceptions like Jerry Seinfeld and people like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I, I was just like you know it was I was like the, I'm like. 3,000th in line, you know, among all the comics that have been doing New York already for like 10 or 15 years. Yeah. It's going to take me, you know, like I have to basically start over again and then reinvent my act for these people. And I'm like, it, it doesn't work for the Midwest. So after a year, I, when I found myself like basically getting high and, and listening to the Cleveland Indians playing, uh, you know, on, on the internet, you know, in my room eating uh, roast beef sandwiches and sour, like sour cream and onion potato chips and just gaining weight, I was like, I got to, I got to leave. I got to oh, get no. out of here. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fat and I don't feel loved. I just have to leave. I, this Indians are losing. Yeah, the Indian, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> the, one of the very many white guys in this in this city. And, and it's just a really hard city to, to make it in. You know, and, and I have a lot of friends that, that, that have made it in there that mm-hmm. were taking me around, introducing me. But still, you, you have to, you know, you just have to stand in line. Yeah. And then when I get on stage, it would be in two in the morning. And, you know, like one time I did Dangerfields. Which is, you know, it's it's kind of a crappy club, but it's like, you know, it's Dangerfields. 
the guy before me walked everybody in the crowd, and so when I, by the time I was supposed to get up there, the guy's like, I'd love to see you, but uh, there's no one left. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, I, no. I just sat here for two hours. No, no, so then I moved out to L.A., and then I got the uh, the uh, Montreal Comedy Festival, and then everybody from New York saw me. I killed at this festival, and if you don't know, the Montreal, Montreal Comedy Festival, is a, it's, it's a pretty big deal like, oh, yeah. with the industry and stuff like that, and uh, at the time, I was being represented by CAA, which is a, is a great, was a great agency, and so I killed and I was like okay now here we go here we go and all these guys from New York all these club owners are like hey if you ever get to New York you know we'd love to have you at our club and I'm like I was in New York for a year fucker I was a white guy and you wouldn't let me on your stage (laughs) and I tell everybody that story and they're like really oh well you know if you come back you know feel free but then LA I found was a lot like the Midwest where they like all sorts of stuff and and that's when a lot you know I I got to uh, do a couple Conans and then um, um, back in New York yeah I mean, like, what are the odds? You got to fly all the way to LA to go back to New York and actually do a, a TV spot. So ridiculous. Um, but it's it's really an amazing thing to to, to get on TV, and uh, it's very like, like to bring it back to Crash and Burn, the show we're doing this week here at Acme. Yeah, it, it was the same feeling I had last night as I had when I was did my first Tonight Show. Was I felt like, oh my gosh, I, this is what I've always wanted. But I'm so nervous about doing this. Am I going to succeed or fail? And it's like that kind of nerves in your stomach. And sure. this is the first time I've felt that, and you know, since that first, you know, Tonight Show. So it was kind of kind of cool. It's like a, a big 360. It's going to be interesting at the end of the week to see how many people came to more than one show here. Yeah, I'll be interested to see that, especially to, like you know who came to the earlier shows. That's and then, I, mean, hope, yeah. I mean, you know, we're hoping that it'll be more polished. And uh, I guess the challenge on the last night is to not use notes at all, which uh, you know. It ain't gonna happen with me. I, I got I got two kids. I can't remember anything. Yeah, you got to be sneaky with your cheating. Yeah. Well, I'll just I'll just have it written like a tattoo on my arm. Right. I'll just, I'll just look like. Well, you can't, you can't really be a bald guy with your, your one arm up in the air. It just, ah, don't do that. It does, yeah. That <laughs> just doesn't look right. <laughs> hey, I uh, were you around last year? I know. Uh, you know. Speaking of uh, uh, late night, uh, you know, talk show debuts. Of course, former no laugh track guest, Acme favorite Pete Lee. Oh, I got to give it congrats to Pete Lee. He uh, was did his first Letterman last night. The, the dude got like seven or eight applause breaks. Yes, in like a very short amount of time, he did great. Yes. We, we 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 were all sitting at the bar. We all made a point to sit there and uh, I thought so. watching him. Yeah, and it was it was it was really fun because uh, you know Pete's a friend of mine and, and uh, okay uh, yeah you know you know fr- when I say friend I mean like you know we, we know we work together and we know each other and uh, like most comics you know oh, friends, that's what I'd say know. we yeah, know exactly. each other yeah, we've yeah, done yeah, the podcast yeah he's yeah. my friend. He's my friend. Yeah. He's as close as I'm going to get to having a friend, you know. <laughs> but uh, but he just did fantastic, and and we were all so happy. And yeah, that, that's what I like about uh, Acme and the in the in the local comics here is is nobody was bitter or like you know like like you know he did good. Ah, that sucks. You yeah. know, like no one wanted him to fail. Everyone wanted him to succeed, and he 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 far you know excelled even that. So uh, congratulations, Pete Lee. Yeah, I should say a uh, little insider stuff here, but uh, Josh who. It was his idea to to uh, create this podcast for Acme. Oh, uh, he he's now a former manager. You brought it up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. He'd worked here for eight years. Good friend of mine, and uh, he's the one that you know asked me to do be the host of this. So, you know, oh wow, I love the guy. I mean, he's my friend. He's so great, and he left. He's he left Acme. He's got a different job in town now. So, uh, right. So, anyone who uh, was getting booked just because you know Josh, guess what? Send us a tape. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, to, to his credit, uh, after he drank enough, he uh, came up and did three minutes of you know he had like his stuff written out and jokes about it. It was a lot of inside stuff about Acme. But he actually got up on stage and did a three minute set. I saw some pictures on Facebook and I, last night. Yeah, 
could he have looked more it. nervous <laughs> and drunk? drunk. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. But God, I wish I would have been here. Oh, it was so great. And uh, he was just like, oh, you really can't see anything from up here. You know, like it's just like like the, you know, like someone who's never been on stage doesn't get. But like, worked here forever, right? And and uh, <laughs> you know, it just it really is a difficult. Uh, you know, uh, thing to do. I, I just stand up alone. Like, like being funny to your friends is one thing, but being funny to a bunch of strangers is a whole nother thing. But then getting up on a stage in front of your friends and being funny to them is even harder because they're yelling stuff at you. You know, you yeah. Know, When's the jokes coming? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Damn, I wish I would have been here. Yeah, but 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 kudos to Josh for yes. doing that. So thank you, Josh. I don't know if you're ever going to hear the show now that you're not helping anymore, but oh, he'll, I'm sure he'll. No, I know him. he will. He'll, he'll. I'm sure he'll have wherever he's working. He'll He'll have it uh, playing in the background. That's right. That's <laughs> with, right. With all the fox and the shit. <laughs> well, I know where he's working now. I don't think they'll play it. There, yeah. So. yeah. It'll just be beep, 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 like listen to a rap song That's on the right. radio. That's right. Uh, Mike, this flew by. We've like already been doing this for about an hour. Jeez. So we should wrap it up. Yeah. This is, for, this is like sex with me. It's a, it's that hour goes flew, flew by. <laughs> an hour? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, three minutes and then the 57 minutes of cuddling. That's you know. right. <laughs> 50 minutes napping. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's it. Well, going back to how much I had was involved with uh, having my children. <laughs> that was about it right there. Can I, I okay, I just want to, uh, now I have to say one thing here. Um, when uh, my when my wife and I were, you know, we were at the time, and we've been married for a year or so, and it was like, all right, you know, we got the house, we're married, let's, it's time for babies, right? Yeah. Uh, and she was doing that whole thing. I don't know if this happened with you, but, uh, well, obviously not, but... Uh, <laughs> Period. We were, yes, we were, you know, you know, planning, planning, like she was doing the, you know, taking her temperature, whatever oh, the yeah. hell they do, right? I'm ovulating, yeah. do it now! Yeah, <laughs> well... It, so, you know, a few weeks had passed or whatever, and it got to that point, like, all right, I'm I'm ready, I'm... It's we're gonna we have better best chances we're ever gonna have right now. Uh, well, that week I was sicker than a dog, <laughs> and we still went through with the deed and oh created gosh. a baby for See, me. Like ill, the sacrifices men have to make ill. in order to just please our women. Yeah, I'm yeah. not even like to say you know it was as far as sex goes the least enjoyable. You know, <laughs> I mean it's always yeah. I mean the worst sex is is, is still great sex. Yeah, but. but that when you're sick, you yeah. know, you're sneezing on her. Yeah. That might have been. That might have been. That might have helped. <laughs> so that's how one of my kids were created. <laughs> well, they got a sick dad. That's a. That's a it's, that should be a given for you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Mike, thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you? Okay, so we got the website. How about Twitter? Do you do Twitter much? Yeah, I'm at uh, Mike Lucas Four. It's L U K A S Four. So you don't hear my Eastern European dirty tweets. Yes. Um, but uh, it's Mike Lucas Four. Um, um, and uh, right now, I, I just started doing it like maybe about a year ago, and I'm already up to I think uh, 140 followers. Wow. So it's really going well. Yes. It's really going. <laughs> You're huge. Wait, I, You're I have, huge on Twitter. I have more tweets than I have to, uh, followers. So so you know you know that you you might be doing not so good if you know. oops <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I try to advertise as much as I can, but it's it's just so new to me. I keep forgetting to tell people that. But but yeah, it's Mike Lucas Four. So All please right. please join. It's, it's, it's only grow at this point it, well, he, it truly can only grow <laughs> <laughs> Mike thank you it's been awesome it's been awesome Justin. and uh, yeah people should pay attention and then uh, you know probably in a year or so you'll be back doing your own like week headlining I'm, I would imagine uh, oh yeah yeah I, do I, you have I, anything set up here yet I have nothing say? set up here yet but uh, you know of course Lewis and I will, will talk about that yeah. and um, get, get something going but uh, I usually try to get here once a year yeah perfect you, and usually in the winter time thank you Lewis <laughs> 
He's like, we'll get the Cleveland guy to come in during the winter. He can take it. He obviously likes you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You got it.